when it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market. At Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374-0409. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Looking to sell property in Glasgow? Call Kayleigh and the team on 0141 374-0409. Let's go! It's all kicking off in here already. Good evening. The weekend has well and truly started. We're talking Calcutta Cup. I can't believe it. Paul Canoe, Barry Ferguson and Andy Walker. Right, one of us is heading to Edinburgh tomorrow. Barry? Well, it's not me. It's not me. Andy, it could only be you. Over to Andy Walker. Scotland against England is going to be some game. Yeah, I've got my uh, smoking jacket and my cravat looked out and I'm looking forward to going to Murrayfield. And you're going to give us the team news as soon as you can. Barry, you were saying Gavin Hastings, do you reckon? No, he won't play tomorrow, will he? So, uh, no, listen, good luck to Scotland, the Calcutta Cup. There's so much football this weekend. Can't wait. Massive game at Ibrox, Barry. You'll be there tomorrow, three o'clock. Rangers against Challengers Hearts because they're third in the table. Yep, looking forward to it. Um, obviously, Rangers are, are sitting two points clear at the top. Um, and in fine form. Good result last week against St. Johnson at McDermott Park. But they've got a Hearts team coming who are, are full of confidence, Paul. Uh, sitting comfortable in third place Stephen Naismith got him playing some decent stuff and they've got the informed player one of the the, the the contenders certainly for player of the year in, in Lorne Shanklin so that'll be a, a tough game for Rangers but I think they'll they'll have enough to, to make sure they get the three points of course less than 24 hours later Andy two of your old teams together Mullable against Celtic Celtic now second top of the table and the breaking news this afternoon as you know that the chairman Peter Lobel has acknowledged Celtic fans frustration following the January transfer window the club's finances were laid bare this afternoon it's the six month results from the PLC £67 million in the bank uh, turnover was £82 million and uh, the profit during that time was £32 million Peter Lobo says the board recognises the inherent inefficiencies of holding excess cash and in conjunction with other cash commitments, the importance of investing in strengthening the team to deliver football success. The board shares the frustrations of the fans regarding the less than anticipated activity in the recent transfer window. It's quite strong stuff from the chairman saying, look, you know, I share that and we share, the board shares the frustration with the fans. I don't think it'll wash I think Celtic had a month to uh, to realise first and foremost that Rangers were improving. They've got a manager that's made um, you know some uh, remarkable strides in terms of improving individual players. He's improved them as a team. The results are getting better, and for just too long now, uh, Celtic's form, Celtic's play, Celtic's standard of football has just not been a joy to watch. So you take these things to one side, and of course Celtic have been well run for a number of years their player trading model has been hugely successful no one would deny that but why are you taking a gamble on not strengthening with uh, one or two players of some pedigree uh, knowing that Rangers were improving and and just giving yourself the best possible chance to get this very important title given what's at stake at the end of it their, their financial results will be even more impressive were Celtic to, to win the title were they to lose it who, who, who's to blame it's um, it's a really strange one 
I mean, it's silly in some ways, Barry, to say, what would you rather have, the £67 million or the two points? Now, if that's the situation at the end of the season, I think I know what you're going to say, you'd want the points. It's still too early to say, there's still a title race on, but you can imagine the Celtic fans, you can feel their frustration. Yeah, they, they want investment in the, yeah. the first team squad, no doubt about it. I see that they're, they're obviously investing a fair amount of money in the Barrafield yeah. facility, yeah. they've done some stuff at Lennox Town, They've enhanced the medical and sports science facility at the training ground, but the be all and end all is the fans want investment in the team, and it was clearly needing that in, in January. And two signings coming in, uh, I don't think the two signings have strengthened the, the Celtic first team. Barry Celtic didn't need a wide player, mm. and okay, he was available, so you bring him in. Obviously, people have watched him over a, a period of time, and then you bring in a striker who has got potential but he doesn't get a game at championship level in England and I just don't understand why Celtic didn't go for the, someone with a bit of known pedigree someone that could have excited not just the fans but could have sparked the, the dressing room in, in some way and given them all a, a bit of a boost a bit of a lift and um, it's really strange that Celtic went through that window and didn't do any business and it just doesn't wash to compare it with England because you know, England didn't spend as much money. So what? Celtic are not in that market. Of course. 0808 08, 17, 17 700 Celtic fans, as you hear the results this afternoon, what do you think? Looking forward to the game on Sunday, Motherwell against Celtic. Barry, Rangers came out of the hat today against Benfica in Europa League. It's a, it's a good draw, isn't it, from the footballing point of view? It's a tough one as well. Yeah, it's a tasty draw, yep. Paul, no doubt. They're sitting top of the, mm -hmm. the Portuguese league. Um, and if you look at that, that league you've got Porto you've got Sporting Lisbon you've got Braga so you've got some yeah. decent teams so that tells you that Benfica are of high quality um, but listen when you get in the latter stages of the Europa League you're expected to come up against the, the, the better teams and that's what Rangers have got but listen it's a it's a draw as a footballer you look forward to it's a brilliant stadium the atmosphere will be electric so I'm sure it's one they're certainly looking forward to. I've been in that stadium, Barry, yeah. doing a Champions League game and one of the best sights before the, the game is that eagle mm -hmm. who swirls yeah. round the, the stadium about half a dozen times and then eventually just settles on the, the little perch in front of the, the dugout. It's a beautiful sight, does it? They do it every time. Magnificent stadium. Here's the manager speaking about going into the game with Benfica and it's uh, is it controversial what he's saying? It's interesting. Listen to this. I don't think we were underdogs today. I don't see us as underdogs against Celtic. For me, there are two teams at, uh, at a similar level competing. So that's different than with uh, the Benfica story. I've seen Benfica last season because I, I like to watch also my old teams. I, I see them play against Club Bruges and they were very impressive, to be honest, in that way. They won, uh, I think, 0-2 in Bruges and 5-1 at home. In the, uh, I think it was eighth final of the, the Champions League that moment. So, also last couple of years and, and many years already, if you see all the results they ha had in uh, in Europe, um, it's really a really nice challenge. But that's a good thing because it's only by bigger challenges that you can grow. We had also a really big challenge in in Seville to win that game there and the players took it so until now almost every challenge I gave them they took so I hope they can take this one also Barry what do you make of his comments there this, he feels this is the first time since he's arrived they've gone in as underdogs 
Yeah, I think they will be underdogs going into the game. No doubt about it. Um, I was looking at their squad today. They've got Dia Maria, who's played at PSG, Manchester United, Otamendi, the, the centre-back It was at Man City. And they've got another few um, very, very talented players. So it will be tough. But as I said, Paul, when you get into the latter stages of the European competitions, that's what you come up against. And... Um, they had a brilliant result against Betis. They've shown that yeah. they can go to tough places and get the result. So I'm sure they'll go in um, pretty confident they can come away with something when they, they, they play over there. And top of the table ahead of Porto, who of course dumped... Well, yeah, I think they've got a game Arsenal. in hand, Porto. Okay. I checked it. Yeah. yeah, I think they've got a, a game in hand. If they obviously win that, they go top of the league. But listen, as you said, there's good quality teams in the Portuguese league. Yeah. A lot of good mm -hmm. players as well. So if you're sitting near the top, that tells you something that they are a, a talented um, football team. I really enjoy watching the Europa League. I mean, the variety of teams that you see. Yeah. The Champions League is beginning to look same old, same old. It's the same old clubs that get to the knockout stage and mm. every year. But the Europa League, uh, I think, just fires a, a, a different level of interest because it's just, there's always different teams getting to the, the latter stages. Do you feel it's losing the romance of the cup? Well, all the, the, the money is just yeah. enormous. And of course, yeah. when you're when you're winning titles and competing in the latter stages of the Champions League year on year, all the money just keeps going to those clubs and it's the same clubs that you see in the in the latter stages. That's why I think sometimes when you look at the Europa League, it's just um it's just the variety of of nations, the variety of teams that we, we all know. It's it's a, it's a great competition. Rangers, the only representatives left in Europe from Scotland. So, Rangers fans, what are you thinking? Are you going to go to Lisbon? Great city, of course. Barry, as you know. Yep. And Andy, you know it well. 0808 17 17 700. Benfica. The game's over there first. Let's hear injury updates. And there's not good news for Rangers about Todd Cantwell. Here is Philippe Clement. Uh, Todd will be out for a few weeks. So, yeah... Of course, that's a disappointment for him, for the team, because he was in really good form. But it's part of football. And we coped with those things the last couple of months also. So it's about other players stepping up and showing uh, the right things for the team. Uh, on the other side, Kemar trained a few times this week with, uh, with the group. And with... Uh, that we don't have so many offensive players, it, he will be in the selection also tomorrow. But for sure not to play uh, one half or something. It will be then for uh, not too many minutes, but it can be maybe important that uh, at the end of the game you can put him with his goal-scoring qualities and uh, in his experience uh, to put him into the game. Barry, what are you thinking, Todd Cantwell? Yeah, He'll be disappointed. Um, he's became a, a very important player for Philip Clement, no, no doubt about it. I think his form's been really good. He, he's starting to have an end product to his game, scoring a few goals, Paul. He's playing further up the pitch where he can affect games as well. So, yep, yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a big miss, but if you look at the Rangers squad, Tom Lawrence is back. He can play in that kind of area. Diamonde, who played more of a holding role against St. Johnson, can play further up the pitch as well. So, Albeit you'll be disappointed to losing a player of Todd Cantwell's quality. There's other players of good quality that can take over. Looking forward to this game tomorrow, Andy. I know you'll be at the, at the rugby, but you'll, <laughs> no, but you'll, but you'll yeah. watch it later. Rangers Hearts is always tasty. Yeah, I think it's a really tough one for Rangers. I do expect them to win, but just given the form that Hearts are in, and I haven't seen Hearts being as consistent as this for, for quite some time, 
Um, if you were to take a vote right now, Player of the Year, I think Lauren Shankman wins it hands down. He's already scored in Glasgow, of course, uh, against Rangers before. He scored uh, against Celtic in Glasgow as well. Um, he scored on the international stage. Nothing seems to phase him. And I think this will tell you just how close Hearts could possibly get to, you, you know, the big two if they could get another big result in, uh, in Glasgow. But I can't see it. Rangers are Rangers are a bit too strong at the moment. Top player of the season so far, would you agree or disagree with that? Yeah, Andrew? I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, you just need to look at his, his goals. And as I said plenty of times before, I just think his all-round game has improved so much. I've seen a lot of him this season. And um, I think he could play at the highest level, Lauren Shanklin. Um, listen, he does the hardest thing in the game for me, Paul. He scores goals, and he scored goals in important games, big games, which which Andy's, Andy's just mentioned there. It'd so. be great if he stayed in Scotland. I know he's got a yeah. year left. Mm. Uh, he'll, I think there'll be a bit of interest in him from uh, from clubs down south, and it, maybe it depends on what type of offer Hearts would get. But my goodness, you lose him, you lose that amount of goals. Yeah, if you I'm lose Hearts, a lot of ambition. If I'm Hearts, I'm doing everything possible to try and keep him. Yeah. If Rangers don't win the title, it's a big if. If they don't, Rangers fans will come on and say, why didn't you sign Lauren Shanklin? I don't think January? the money... Look, uh, looking at the signings that have come in, they didn't spend any money, Paul. It was loans. Mm. And Diomandi's going to be signing in the summer. It was a loan where we have UAE obviously making it permanent. Well, it was going to be made permanent in the summer. So maybe the money wasn't there. Mm. Um, but the, the manager seemed comfy enough with what he's got yeah. up top. He's got Dessers who's starting to hit a bit of form. Silva's been brought in from Wills. You just mentioned there, Kemar Roof is on the way back and Sima will be back in the next couple of weeks as well. So, uh, albeit he has said that there's there's only two centre-forwards at this moment in time available for selection, I think he's looked at it and thought to himself, he's got enough to go until the end of the season. And Andy, for Celtic, it'll be the same questions coming at the end of the season, if they lose the title, to say, why didn't you go for Mayofsky mm. or even Lauren Shankland? Why didn't you do business and serious business in the January window? We, we keep uh, hearing that clubs are looking one, two transfer windows ahead. And I know that it might not be the, the most obvious window to, mm. to get business done, but it can be done. I mean, Rangers have got, gone out and got a couple of players on loan. Celtic could have done that. Mm. But I don't know. It doesn't seem to be their, their trading model. And you look at the... If you, look, if you compare the managers, for example, it strikes me that uh, Philippe Clement is the most important guy mm. at the club. And I, I don't know if you can say the same about Brendan Rodgers because he was so strong. About, we need quality. Mm. We need more quality. And he kept using the word quality often. It was as if it was a long shout, a firm shout, and... Um, and then, of course, it, it, the narrative changed. We'll we'll just work with, with what we've got. So it, it doesn't strike me right now that he is the most important man at the club because if he wanted to do business, he wasn't listened to. It's got to be the most important person, isn't it? Barry, usually a winning team has a really strong manager who's overall got a view on everything, recruitment, sports. I, I believe the manager has got to have the final say on who comes through the door. And I genuinely, honestly think that is the case with Rangers at this moment in time. Yep, you have your director of football, you have your scouting department who will bring players to the table. But I think it's got to be up to the manager to tick them off and say, right, I definitely want him. And I think, as I said, 
that is certainly the case at Rangers. We, we mentioned it earlier about um, you know Celtic and their very successful trading model. No one can deny that they've made fortunes getting players in on small fees, fattening them up, selling them on. Not a problem. They do it time and time again. But you, when you heard that message from Brendan Rodgers, plus the fact you look at the money that they spent quite heavily, what was it, seven and a half, eight million on centre-backs in the summer, and neither of them play. So if the manager doesn't fancy them, you'd think, well, we'll listen to the manager and we'll try and get get him the players that he, he needs. But there's just so much confusion there at the moment. I, I was certainly expecting a couple of experienced players to come in in January. Andy just men mentioned when you heard them doing his pressers, it was all about experience, getting yeah. guys who had been there, done it, seen it, worn the T-shirt. Yeah. Starting a living ready, Barry. Yeah, of course. 100%. Yeah. So I, I was adamant that was going to happen at Celtic, so I was very surprised that it was only two players who, again, what age are they, 22 and 24? Are they going to start? Are they certain starters for Celtic? I don't think so. 67 million pounds in the bank that's a special year for Celtic 67 million but my goodness if they, and they won everything that year Andy as you know if they win nothing this year if they so don't they win the title yeah, they, 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 would, yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't be forgiven by the supporters who remember the supporters scrimp and save yeah. for their season ticket it's their club and yes it's been run very well but where was the investment in the last window when you everyone knows that Rangers have improved under this new manager. He's the most big important time. guy at the club. And um, I just think it's a big gamble that was unnecessary. Celtic could have spent a bit of money to get a couple of starting 11 players in, starting 11 ready, but chose not to do it. Back for Celtic tomorrow, you would imagine, is Cameron Carter-Vickers. He is, here is, uh, Brendan Rodgers with the injury update. Yeah, he'll be available. Ali Johnson as well. Uh, Oden Holm as well. He'll be... Uh, He'd been out um, for for the last game, so um, so yeah, those three should come back in. Yeah, we only got a few players on that front, but everyone else back training with the group. And the return of CCV. Yeah, listen, I think when you have that level of player that we've missed a lot over the course of the season, there's there's no doubt about that. Him coming back at this stage is, is very important for us. He obviously brings a, an authority and an assurance to the game for us. So uh, so hopefully he can uh, he can stay injury free now to the rest of the season this time last week you both thought most people thought this is going to go toe to toe until April the 7th Celtic blinked first last weekend the 1-1 draw so the manager was asked how's morale been after that result on Sunday yeah it, it's listen we we take the time to analyse the, the performance and the result which no one wanted so we know that but um, but that's what training's for is to come back in to analyse we, we went through it as a group we looked at the things that were actually good in the game, of which there was. Sometimes they can get lost with the result and, and conceding late on, but there were some good elements to the game. But then we we looked very closely at the the qualities that's that's different when you're when you're trying to win titles and um, analyse them. And then the players been excellent in training, been very, very good. So um, so yes, yeah, so we look to take that. A uh, good week into our training, hopefully, and at the weekend. And we like to look forward to the coming weekend. But John Hartson during the week, Peter Grant, everyone's been talking about Stephen McGinn last night, saying what happened at that goal and why did they have, you know, he brought on so many players like Kuhn, for example, Yang. Why didn't he shore up the back against a really yeah. you know, tall, physical Kilmarnock? Yeah, it's one of Kilmarnock's great strengths, their, their physicality and the fact that it was so late in the game, one last chance. So you're playing a big diagonal. 
not a Celtic player near it that's your first mistake it goes uh, outside the box wide left no one closes it down that's your second mistake so you, you let the cross come in at the back post and no one's there to compete with the header three mistakes with one, two minutes to go it was I, I think when you speak to any Celtic supporter every game's a chore mm. every game's a struggle and you think about Ross County the deflection they win 1-0 but they're hanging on they got a win at uh, Easter Road against Hibs, but two penalties. One of them with the, the last kick of the ball. They draw at Aberdeen when they were pretty decent for the first half and then lose lose their way. And I don't think many Celtic supporters go into games just now with uh, any degree of confidence, and that is, that's a big worry. The manager spoke about the playing style because he's come under criticism. Barry, you're, I know you're really surprised. Yeah, well, Andy's saying three mistakes in football. It's like three phases. That first ball, you've when you look at the clock, it's a couple of minutes to go. You've got to have the determination to go and win that header, right? You might not win it, but when the ball goes wide, you've got to get out there and close it down and stop the cross. And they don't do it, and then the defending at the back post, put your head where it hurts. Have the determination to go and defend and and get the ball out your box. So it was a a really really poor goal to lose. The return of CCV is big. We'll speak about that in a moment or two. But on that, about the playing style, Brendan Rodgers was asked about this today. Yeah, it's more around, listen, there's no instruction to play slow. You know, I think any of you guys that were here when I was here the last time, and I don't like to, to go on about that, but I think if there's thing, if anything you could put in, in my team here or any of my other teams, whether it was Swansea or Liverpool or Leicester, whatever, it, it was intensity and speed in the game. So... Um, but in order to do that, it's about playing forward quickly. In order to do that, you have to find the gaps and see the gaps and you've got to trust your, your ability to play through. And I think whenever we've done that as a team and, and that intensity has been good, it's when we've progressed the, the ball quickly, got into good positions and then uh, the magic begins from that. But when it's slow and you play sidewards or backwards, then uh, it gives the opposition the chance to, to retreat and recover. So um, not every pass you can play forward. But the speed of the ball is is so important, and then when you have that and you have the runs to match that, then uh, then of course that brings a different dynamic to the game. Um, so that's that's the encouragement. It's it's given that confidence to play the forward pass, to take that risk in the pass, um, because that's that's how we work. Andy Walker. Yeah, you sometimes hear Brendan Rodgers talking about an air of negativity, and he doesn't know where it's coming from. People want to bring them down. I mean, in my view. I think it comes from Celtic supporters. They're just not enjoying the football. And absolutely, go back to uh, Brendan Rodgers' first time at Celtic. Football was dynamic. It was sparkling. It was wonderful to watch. Uh, nowhere near it uh, this season. And of course, when you come up against Rangers and you beat them twice, mm -hmm. it maybe gives you a false sense of security because uh, the football is just not great to watch. And that is a big part of... Uh, what you have to give the Celtic supporters winning winning's not enough 1-0 one, one against Ross County is you know it's not enough you need to play with a, a, a bit of style and then the questions will come why was it not uh, more comfortable Barry what do you feel about his comments about the yeah, style well my assessment when, you know I, I watch all football mm. when I watch Celtic it's very pedestrian yeah. the football very slow when you only really need to take two or three touches players are taking four and five touches and that allows the opposition to get into into their, their shape and make it tough for them to get through so yep I get where he, he wants to be dynamic and play quicker but I, I've not seen that over the last three or four weeks 
The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Get your home ready for the market with help from their team of experts. Let's go! It's a huge weekend of sport here in Scotland and in England as well. First cup final of the season down south, Barry and Andy. Of course, Liverpool against Chelsea. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, good football on in, in Sunday, Paul. But that that will be an absolute cracker. But I, I fancy, I fancy Liverpool. Um, I, I look at Chelsea. Look, they have some bad results, some good results. But no, for me, it's going to be Liverpool's day. And I think they'll they'll win pretty convincingly. I think. I just wonder what they'll win. I mean, Klopp has given it the the big farewell. He's leaving at the end of the season. They're in so many. They're in the Champions League. They're top of the Premier League. They've got the final on Sunday. You just wonder what he, he might... The FA Cup as well, of course. You wonder what he might end up with this season. What do you think? How I think much? they'll win at least two trophies. Right. So, League Cup so this I think weekend. they'll definitely yeah. win it on Sunday. And I've got a feeling that they could win the Pitman City to the, wow. the league title. So many injuries that have been beset with in yeah. recent weeks. Barry, I know you've been Man City mm. all the way. Yeah, but listen, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool do do it. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, I've had some um, injuries, some key players missing. Um, but it just shows you he's, he's a top manager Paul since he's come into that club he, he's turned them around um, and they'll be obviously devastated but he's going to take a bit of time out We've seen Bayern Munich yeah, were linked with him yeah. but he says no I'm out for a year rest up and hopefully see him back in the game because I, I love listening to him I love yeah. seeing him on the touchline he's so passionate and yeah. I think that filters that filters on his players I think the players love him Got to keep the camera on him, haven't you, Andy? Because he just charges down the, you know, yeah. the touchline sometimes, and the the fans absolutely love him. Like yeah. On uh... special special relationship, and uh, I think that counts for some points. Mm. I think it counts around the the ground, the whole stadium. the The fans are so much with them. The players are so much with them, and I, I think it counts for a lot. Rangers up against Benfica. In the Europa League, that was one of the headlines today. Um, Rangers top of the table going into this weekend. We talked Celtic there just before the break. We were talking Rangers as well. Let's hear a bit more from Philippe Clement. And actually today he was asked about right up against Hearts, up against uh, Lauren Shankland. Like I said, he scored more than 50% of their goals. So that's a lot of points if you see uh, all season. But it's not only to be focused on him and to forget the rest, because then there will be other guys who, who will make the difference. So we never go into games um, thinking about one player. Uh, I played with my team last year against uh, Messa, uh, Messi, Neymar and Mbappé in the same game. But we were not focused on them. We were focused on, on our way, our, how we need to play and how we need to stop them, but using them also to, to attack and that worked in a good way so it's always my philosophy to be more focused on ourselves Andy, former striker what do you like so much apart from the 25 goals that Shanklin has <laughs> produced this season? Yeah, the fact that uh, he went abroad and I think he, he was in here one uh, night yeah. with us and uh, you know speaking to him briefly about how much he enjoyed uh, that experience it wasn't, a, it wasn't a lot of years but he certainly I think learned enough to know that his game outside the box could do with uh, improving. And it's not often you see him give it away. He's got a lovely touch. He brings others into play. And uh, he knows his way around the pitch. He knows how to get into the box, when to get into the box. And look at the, the quality of his finishes. Left foot, right foot, occasionally with the head. He scored at Ibrooks with the head. He scored at Parkhead with his, his head at the back post. Um, 
the, he's he's in the form of his life, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets another what ten, fifteen mm. goals maybe. How many, Barry? Do you reckon twenty five so far, all competitions? Yeah, he's he's going yeah. to hit the thirty mark. Yeah. No doubt about it. He's in the form of his life. Mm. No doubt about it. I, I, as I said, Paul, I just think we've always known he was a a very good goal scorer, but his his link up play, um, his touch, and do you know what? He's strong as an ox as well. Mm. Watched a lot of centre backs try to get the ball off him and he uses his, his body really well um, so Rangers need to be wary of him tomorrow but Hearts in a good place um, Nasey's got them um, really well organised um, they've got a fair bit of experience as well in the squad so listen it'll not be an easy game for Rangers tomorrow um, they know that they'll need to go in with the mindset as that Hearts are, are obviously in a good place so yeah I'm looking forward to the game we'll be there tomorrow um, but I'm I'm pretty confident Rangers can get the three points. How many changes do you reckon, Barry? I'd, listen, there could be another four or five, mm-hmm. Paul, but he, yep. he's done this throughout his time at Rangers over the last four months. Um, but the difference is when he does make changes, it doesn't affect the way the team perform, which is key. So that tells me all the players in the squad have, have certainly bought into what he's, what he's wanting to do and what he's trying to do. And you can clearly see that in the pitch with the, the performances and the results. And I'll, I'll go back to, to Sunday. It was a tough place to go. The pitch was horrible. I just loved the way they mixed it up. Back to front, not scared to do that. It's not all about playing pretty football. It's all about getting three points. And that's what they've done on Sunday. And that's what... Tomorrow will be a different game. Ibrox is like a bowling green, Paul. So they'll be able to get the ball down and, and play the football that the fans like to watch and enjoy. Dujon Sterling will be back, you would imagine. Yeah, he's yeah. another player. Listen, you could the only play the only position he's not played is up front and in goals. Um, you can play him anywhere. <laughs> Listen, he's a defender. He came in and played centre midfielder. Thought he was immense in there. He's played on the right side. He's played on the left side. And see, when you've got players like that in the squad, it makes a, a massive difference. And. I th- I, listen, I really enjoy seeing him. He's a real athlete as well. He can get about the pitch. And um, he's he's an important player for the manager. I think when you look at the amount of players that have improved under Philippe Clement, that that's the big thing about this manager. We all questioned uh, Rangers and their, their, their signings last summer. And some of the football was turgid when you watched it. And of course, that uh, game that was Michael Beale's last, the, the home game against Aberdeen where they lost 3-1 and the, you could see the supporters turning and you thought this is a really poor Rangers team for him to have improved it so dramatically, so quickly. Uh, I, I think it tells you a lot about the manager. Yeah, Andy's right. I mean, see that game? Rangers were at rock bottom, that result. that's the I was really concerned. Uh, um, that day, Barry, they had absolutely no chance of winning the title. Yep. Yeah. And remember the atmosphere None. was poisonous. That's a lot it's down to manage, but also you've got to give the players credit as yeah, well. They've sure. took on board what he's saying and, and the difference in, uh, in them is, is night and day. It's like a different group of players. Look, there's still a long way to go and what I like about him as well, he still understands there is a fair bit of improvement still to go, but they're in a, they're in a good place and the difference that he's made in, in certain players um, is, is remarkable. In Barry's excellent uh, column today in the record, he says, I knew it wouldn't be too long before most of them were sick of the sight of me. He goes on, and even those who weren't were certainly getting sick of the sound of my voice. No, it's not in Go Radio. <laughs> Glasgow's <laughs> own. I'm used to it. So <laughs> it was like a voice inside your head. It just wouldn't shut up. You just wanted to fight for absolutely everything when you were ahead of Celtic in those days. And you're saying yeah, that to the, the Rangers players now? See my mindset just now, I, I'd, I'd be real wary of a backlash from Celtic. Look, I look at the Celtic team, 
No, you're, I've heard Brendan Rodgers, you're Carter Vickers, top player, Callum McGregor, Matt O'Reilly, Kyogo, they're still top players and their form will start to come back again. So if you take your eye off the ball or at 1%, it comes back and slaps you in the face. So I'm sure the Rangers players will understand it. And listen, listen to the manager, spoke to him a couple of times. He totally gets it and he totally understands it. If if Celtic were to lose it, that's what the Celtic supporters would accuse this uh, Celtic board of. Just underestimating your yeah. opponent. Rangers had no chance of winning the title uh, when they lost at Aberdeen. They were a broken team. They were, you don't know what style of football they played. Yeah. You couldn't expect to see them get five, ten, fifteen yeah. games under their belt without, without defeat. And of course, they've they've lost to Celtic twice. You've got to give um, Celtic credit yeah. to that. But you should never underestimate your opponents. This prize is so great. Mm-hmm. It's just really surprising and astonishing that. Celtic didn't do business in this window when they could have. Do you think the two wins over Rangers, with hindsight, gave them a sort of sense of compl- almost complacency? Well, listen to what Brendan Rodgers said after it. You know, I've heard for so long now Rangers are coming, and um, you know I've seen off. I don't know how many managers he's, yeah. he's seen off. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised if Celtic still won it. I think it can go either way. Um, I think the biggest thing for any Celtic supporter I speak to is. They just want to see good football. They want to see winning football, but they want to be entertained. And I think that's that's fair enough. You pay a lot of money for your your season ticket. And it's not that long ago, they couldn't wait to get to Celtic Park under Ange Postecoglou. The football was a joy to watch. Not now. Well, you can never under, underestimate your opponents. You can't. And, and in terms of Rangers, but I mean, I agree with Andy. If you said to me four months, this would be the scenario going into this weekend's game. I would have thought you were there was something wrong with you. Yeah. But they've they've managed to get a lead of two points. And now their mindset has got to be you can't let that go. Because if you take, as I said, your eye off the ball, if you un- underestimate and you listen to all the noise from the outside saying Celtic have gone, they're not the same team. Listen, their form's not been what you expect it, but I, I would still believe that the form's going to come back. So that's the way that I would uh, I would approach the, the last twelve games of the season. Jean Sterling was speaking about his different roles at Rangers. Um, I'm just happy to be on the pitch, to be honest. Um, whatever the gap needs from me for the team, that's what I'm willing to do. So um, for me, it's just just normal. The first time I came on the midfield, it was um, obviously I've, that was the first time I've ever done it. So it was just like learning as I go. And then since then, I just put in my mind and also with the gap I was speaking to me, um, I've got to learn these Four, four or five positions because in each game it could change where I could actually play in one and one of the each so each day I've been working on what 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 to do in this position and taking notes and just keep learning Andy to uh, Jean Sterling what else can you say he's been uh, remarkable he's um, been one of those players that's just uh, fitted into the the team pattern and I think when you when you look at again as well I mean for over the last couple of years I think you've heard some pretty outlandish statements from various Rangers players. We're going to do this, we're going to do that, and nothing happened. I think now you're getting everything pretty silent. Clearly that comes from the manager. To be fair to Celtic, they've never indulged in any of that. They've always been professional, head down, get on with the job, win the game, move on, and nothing outrageous uh, with your comments. And uh, that that's another difference 
that I think this uh, Rangers Andy, manager's there's a respect, and I think that comes for the top, the guy who leads it. That's the manager, and that filters down mm -hmm. into the players. And when you hear them speak, they're respectful of where they're at and what's still to go. And that's the way that it always should be. And that's what I, that's the vibe or the vibes that I get off this this current Rangers squad. Breaking news from Rangers on behalf of our supporters, they say disappointed to have learned that the round 16 oh, Europa yeah. League match with Benfica Thursday, 14th of March, kickoff 5.45. Barry? Yeah, that, what's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what, what do you mean, the, what's going on? It's TV. Yeah, TV time. I know. Sure. But listen, yeah. what about the guys who are at money. work, who mm -hmm. leave for work and go straight to the game? Yep. Yeah. Listen, TV just dictate <laughs> now, then. It's not right. 5.45. Yeah. A few how, seconds how that day. No, it's yeah. bad. I mean, how many years of TV dictated? Yeah, I mean, sure. I, don't know. Yeah. I don't get excited about kickoff times. You've done well on it, though, Andy. Although we're, we're missing you actually I must say on the <laughs> coverage on a, a Sunday up here but we see you often on a Saturday nope. afternoon or whatever any, yep. any games I go to I really enjoy it's been good yep. to be down in Middlesbrough I'm really enjoying yeah. the championship the one thing Paul is it's so exciting because there's no VAR yeah, and course. you're getting yeah. crowds of, you know 15, mm. 20,000 and <laughs> I'll be down in Burnley in a couple of weeks. I'll look forward to that one and so it's nice to get a enjoyed, taste of the Premier League. I enjoyed seeing you up at Petordre the model <laughs> game. Oh, brilliant they kept going three, to him uh, yeah. two, but another far another two <laughs> three minutes. see the VAR that night yeah. I mean I everyone in the stadium the no one knew one what was happening three yeah. four minutes oh it's dreadful it sure is honestly I was uh, you were laughing yeah. Yeah. And you, just need, you just need to keep <laughs> chatting filling the time so there are new scrum half Andy Walker's here we're still waiting here yeah we're still waiting come back to me uh, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700, our rugby correspondent, Andy Walker. When he told Barry and myself, oh, I'm, I'm going to the match, I said, oh, are you covering it? For, they said, no, don't be daft, I'm just going as a guest. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Get in touch with the team and they'll offer expert advice on effectively presenting your property. Let's go! Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Andy Walker are here with the Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. 0808 17 17 700. What are you thinking for this weekend? Rangers fans, you'll be happy sitting top of the table. They were a wee bit quieter during the week, I would say. There was a few Rangers fans on, but they're, uh, I think, just measured. As you've been saying, Barry, wait to see what happens between now and the end of the season. Yeah, 100%, Paul. Yeah. That, that's the way you, you've got to be, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, there's still a, a lot of football to be played um, and then you need to see in terms of there could be injuries there could be suspensions loss of forum but listen at this moment in time I would take where Rangers yeah. are any day of the week two points ahead it's, yeah. up, it's up to them now they, they can they need to just concentrate on themselves don't worry about our other people doing you favours you just need to worry about making sure you get the right results Um whenever your game is. That's exactly what Dujon Sterling said today. I think we should just keep doing what we've been, been doing when we were chasing, but obviously now we're the ones at the top. We just still look look and focus on Rangers. It's all, it's all about us, to be honest. Andy, Monday, Tuesday, the phones were absolutely ringing off the lines because Celtic fans not happy. One or two were saying, wait a minute, it's two points in it. Um, Celtic will regroup. And the manager was asked today what's needed to get Celtic back playing as they were. I think in terms of if you look, it's the consistency in, and intensity in, in game and obviously taking opportunities. 
you know, when we're with the ball, creating opportunities and, and taking those for sure. But also in in like the latter stages of games, just seeing games out and how you manage those situations, whether that's through an intensity to, to stop a pass going forward or recovering your, your shape as, as a team, or even just fundamentally to defending the box in, in certain areas. So, um, so yeah, just, so look at specific moments in the game where we where we can be better. And I think obviously when you draw, listen, we've we've had what eight wins and, and two draws, and uh, and it feels like probably eight losses and and two draws. But um, but there's still been a lot of good in the games. It's just when the result disappoints, and at times the performance disappoints, then uh, then it doesn't give you a good feeling. So my job is along with the coaches is to to train the players. To stay positive and, and keep that mentality and then look to be better in our next game. Sounding more positive today? No, I don't think no. so. I, I think um you just when I speak to Celtic supporters, what are you missing? I mean Celtic have, they'll, they'll tell you Celtic I've got enough of the ball. But uh, so you got a signing in January there, uh Kuhn. Um I don't think he's shown a great deal since he's 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 been on the pitch, whether he starts or whether he comes on. Palmer's a bit of a hit or a miss. Obviously, Abada has got these terrible uh, personal issues to contend with, so I don't think he'll be he'll be back. You've got Maida, who gives you absolutely everything. But Celtic don't create enough. They don't work the opposition goalkeeper. Um, you know, every game just seems to be a struggle, and they they need a they need a spark. They clearly need their better players back. That obviously helps. Uh, Atati being the the one most of all who gives you that little Spark. bit of chemistry and um, maybe you know you 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 have to give Bern, uh, Brendan Rodgers a bit of leeway mm. he, he's obviously going to change it a little from what Ange Postecoglou did but he's brought in this big physical striker mm. uh, Kyogo now has to adjust and I've seen him dropping deep being involved in uh, the build up more than he's ever been before but he's still your number one goal scorer you still have to have him in and around the box to finish things off I was going to see if you're in opposition or you're defending. You're delighted with Kyogo dropping deep. I, yeah. I don't think that's his game. I'll be brutal honest. When he's playing in the defender's shoulder, that's when he's a major problem. And that's when he's at his most dangerous, in my opinion. Who would you have up front then, tomorrow? Or Sunday? Hey, for, I would, for Celtic. I would, the team, I take it the same at the back. Well, they, they, back the in. way they've had... The way, if Carter Vickers is yeah. fit, he, he plays. If Tati, Greg Taylor yeah. and all the sure. rest of it are, are fit, they play. But... Uh, the way that Brendan Rodgers likes to play, I think it's always one main striker, two wide, but they're just not being expressive enough, creative enough. They don't work the opposition goalkeeper enough, given how much uh, of the ball that they have. So there needs to be, going back to what Brendan Rodgers used to say, we need more quality. Who would you play up front? And would you bring Awata in to the midfield? Some people have said drop um, Bernardo. Bring no, I would persevere no. with Bernardo. Okay. I thought uh, around that Christmas New Year time when he got the big lift, obviously scoring against Rangers, he'd a, he'd a goal at St Mirren, did he? He'd a goal at Dundee. Um, I think he looked apart. Callum McGregor's your captain, he's your leader. And he might have dropped off, but uh, I think he can always come good again. Matt O'Reilly can come good again. And you need to, I think, uh, persevere with Palmer, persevere with either, and he'll go through the middle. But... I do recognise Celtic have brought in this big, tall, yeah. physical striker and uh, they, they seem to be playing him. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it's just different to watch. 
Stephen was asking, would you not keep Ida on the bench and bring him yeah, on? That's if what I would be. do. Yeah, they did that's, that with uh, Gikamakis to yeah. great effect two years ago. Yeah, yeah, and on occasion you might give him a, a starting oh. spot. Yeah, and uh, you know keep him fit, keep him sharp, keep him happy. But um, no, I think if you're playing a big game tomorrow. Um, and you need to win it you've got Kyogo through the middle and you've got two wide players that's what you would do Barry 100% yeah. 100% if he only plays it Andy's just mentioned it there he only plays with one main striker and for me that's Kyogo all day long the manager was asked today about the group itself how are they after being knocked off the top but I see a group that's very very determined and as I said it's a very honest group of players and, and, and like I said we're, we're getting some strength back into the into the squad as well, which should help us hopefully for these final 12 games. Cameron Carter-Vickers back tomorrow, probably playing, we don't know yet. And Alistair Johnson as well, there's been no word um, about Hatati for quite some time and they've really missed him. Right over at Rangers, it's Hearts in town tomorrow, here is the manager. We played now for the, the fourth time already. Um, I think, I don't know how many games I did until now, 25 or 26 or something. And the fourth time against Hart, so that's that's already special. Um, it's a, it's a team with a lot of quality, uh, a team who's well organized, a team that counts on a very important player to to score goals, score more than 50% of their goals. It's the third best defense until now in the league. What proves that they are well organized and and they're not afraid to wait to, to pick their moments. So for us, it will be to, to break open that wall, to be dominant, but not to be naive, and, uh, and not to, make tra to get transitions, not to get set pieces, because they're strong in that also, and, and play our normal game. And to have our fantastic fans behind us at, in Ibrox, that's also a major thing. What gave a lot of energy in this last couple of games that we, that we had a home game. So I expect uh, a crowd also who's uh, really supporting of the team from the warm up until the end of the game and to push the players towards their, their best level. What's the team they're going to see tomorrow, Barry? For I know it's always hard to say. Butland, yeah. we can say for sure. Yeah, Butland yeah. and Tavernier will play. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Desers, will he play again at the other end? Yeah, Billy. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, he's, he shook it up, certainly in the, the front three. Well, certainly for the midfield three up to the, the front three, he's, he's generally changed that. The only one he's changed in the back line is Barisic and, and Rudvan. Yeah. Um, and as I said, Paul, it's it's never made a difference. Mm. Uh, they've kept to the, the the same, obviously, level of performances. And I do expect a number of changes mm. from the game that was up in Perth uh, last Sunday. Is Balogun going to be back, do you think, with the mask? Yeah, I think, it, was he not available last yeah, week? he was. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, listen, for me, I think John Shooter's come in mm. and he's been excellent. Um, no doubt about that. I mean, and Golston, for me, just now, are, are going to be the pairing. Um, but Balogun's a brilliant backup. I, I said, Paul, when he comes in, he does a brilliant job. Physical, no nonsense. Defends and just keeps it simple. Diamondi did well last week. What a goal yeah. he scored. Is he back in, do you think? Do you yeah, listen, I've, yeah. I've been impressed with him. I, obviously, he played 60 minutes against mm -hmm. their United. No, been disrespectful to United, but you're, you're not going to just take it off one game. That was a, a tough one for him to go up in terms of the, the, the surface wasn't ideal, but I like to look at him. Energetic, can use the ball really well. Look to be positive, um, pass the ball forward. 
come up with a real good strike um, and he certainly won speaking to people inside that Rangers are, are going to be paying around about the £4 million mark mm -hmm. for him in the summer he certainly won that they're looking um, to move on in a couple of years with a, a healthy profit on it Andy what kind of Rangers team do you expect to see tomorrow it's hard to say isn't it how you start well, the kind of team I was just going to use the word determined because they've they've got to the top of the table after a pretty long struggle and uh, it maybe looked uh, unlikely for, for so long. But they are at the top of the table. They've got a chance to exert a wee bit of pressure. You know, five points clear with Celtic going to Fir Park. Every game is uh, difficult now. And you always love those moments where you can look at the fixtures. What is there, 12, 13 to go? And you, and you just count down to, you know seen that that finishing line everyone is crucial everyone's got added pressure on it and you need to be able to handle it if you want to win the title news is next then we're back yeah just a little bit of a cough there but uh, the news is next then we're back the Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property unlock your potential and join the team recruiting real estate agents call 0141 374 0409 let's go when it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market. At Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 0409. Football kicks off tonight, of course, in the Championship. Partick Thistle against Infermline Athletic. Andy Walker, your old team, the Jags. What's your scoreline for that one tonight? Jags will do it. Fancy them strongly. Jags against the Pars. Barry Ferguson. Yeah, I'm going to go for Partick Thistle. Infermline have struggled of late. I've watched them fell down that, that table. So, yeah, Partick at home. I think Partick will get the, the three points tonight. Into hour two. Well, this time last night we were talking about well the impending retirement. He surprised everyone. Joe Hart. That, that, regardless of what's going on in, in my life, it's got nothing to do with me. That's the aim of this club. That's the aim of these players. The aim of this management team. We 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 play to win, um, and that's such a unique I think opportunity for myself to feel fit, and I want to put myself in in the in place and in the frame of mind to to really go for it and go hard and and you know hopefully the manager makes the decision to play me in these games and I can I can do my best to hopefully end with a with a successful season. Joe, I think we know that you will play between now and the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of Joe Hart? He's come here, he's won, what, five trophies? Uh, just a tremendous career, never mind these last few years yeah. with Celtic where he's been very impressive. After Celtic spent a lot of money in a goalkeeper, Barkas, it didn't work out when Joe Hart came in. I think he showed his authority, I think he showed his experience. He can't be having a bit of experience, especially in that position the relationship he developed with uh, Carter Vickers and Starfield I mean it was it was pivotal to, to Celtic being so successful and it's strange for a goalkeeper because when would that have been maybe I don't know 10 years ago when after he'd won all those things mm. with City and then football changed a wee bit where everyone wanted their goalkeeper to be a footballer almost yeah, Pip. and maybe yeah. that wasn't his, um, his his forte his best strength but I think when you look at the way that Celtic have won points over the last number of weeks, a lot of them are down to Joe Hart. He's made crucial saves at important times. Barry, you know him so well from your time at Birmingham City as well. Yeah, I can only say good things about Big Joe. Um, I 
played a full season with him. He, he came on loan um, to Birmingham. Um, he was pretty young, but they wanted to, for him to gain experience at first team level in the Premier League. And listen, he, he was first in and last out, Paul. He, he, he trained like a, an absolute maniac. That, that's one of the biggest things that I, I took from him. Good teammate as well. Yeah. Really good in the dressing room, albeit he was younger. A good voice, good presence about him. Um, and a top goalkeeper in a brilliant career. He's, he's clear kind of... I listened to his interview. Mm. i seen it online and he's, he's open about that it kind of filtered away for a two yeah. or three year mm. period. But obviously... He got it back, signing with Celtic, and he's enjoyed the last three years. But what a career. Um, I, I do honestly believe he could have went on another year or two. Uh, but listen, yep. Joe's, Joe's obviously made the decision. Um, and listen, I think he'll go down as, as one of the, the, the best goalkeepers to for sorry for England to yeah. produce. 75 England caps. Laurie's given you a few great moments as well. Good evening. Good evening. On a light-hearted note, Paul, I wonder, since I have started phoning the programme uh-huh. on a regular basis, if I have increased or decreased your listening figures. <laughs> well, the, fi- the figures are going up, Laurie. Through the roof. Yeah. Or w- were you sent on loan from the other station? <laughs> uh, I made the switch, Paul. Uh, do, you, do you want... You made the switch. Good man. Uh, do you want to retire? Is that what you're saying, along with Joe Hart? Well, no, no. I'll, 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 I think no. I've got still... A few more. Great, anyway, Laurie. Yeah. I'll tell you the reason I'm phoning tonight, Paul. Yeah. Uh, I detect a growing arrogance <laughs> uh, amongst Rangers fans, and indeed their manager, who's a guy I hold in high regard, but he said he feared he won everything. Yeah. You know? That strikes me as a faithful arrogant. Uh, listen, there's not, I've not got a problem with anybody mm. exuding confidence. That's fine. You know, but to say he feared he won everything, uh, I couldn't imagine Brendan Rodgers I, a modest man, I, an unassuming man, and very circumspect in his comments coming away with something as arrogant as that. Uh, in fact, the dominance uh, by Brendan Rodgers against Rangers, I think 12 wins in 14 games, including two wins a season as such. If it was a big game hunter, Paul, he could hire a taxidermist and mount the Rangers players on plaques in Celtic's trophy room. Barry... <laughs> Do you want to come back in? Laurie's on, he's on fire tonight, isn't he? Yeah, he's, uh, listen, I, I don't yeah. mind. Listen, he's here to win everything. I would rather yeah. a manager said that. Yeah. I, I've been impressed with him, Paul. I, I can only say what I've seen, and I've spoke to him personally. And I said to you mm-hmm. when I, I was over on the, the winter break, um, the thing that I took away from it was he was very respectful of Celtic and what he's up against, and he's very respectful of the, the Scottish game. Um, and up until now, he's done really well. He's delivered one trophy. Um, but listen, there's still a long way to go in this league title race. I'm, I'm not getting carried away, that, that's for sure. And I would like to think that the Rangers, this group of Rangers players, ain't either. Because if you do, I'll come back and slap you in the face. Andy, would you say to Laurie on his comments? No, I don't find him arrogant at all. I, I find him interesting. I find him refreshing. I find his take on Scottish football just in general uh, someone who's coming in with maybe some some fresh eyes and he, he's even mentioned you know maybe one or two teams could be a bit more adventurous in their play which I, I think is always interesting from someone who's not really been involved in Scottish football for for a long time but has had great experience managing in the Champions League the Europa League the success that he's had uh, previously so I think he's been a a really good addition to Scottish football and he's a he's a big upgrade on Rangers previous manager 
Uh, Laurie, what do you feel about the results, the six-month results? So 67 million in the bank, um, turnover up to 82 million and 32 million profit on that. So, And, you know, the chairman did say this afternoon, Peter Lowell, he's acknowledged, he understands why the fans are frustrated. He said the board recognises the inherent inefficiencies of holding excess cash and in conjunction with other cash commitments, the importance of investing and strengthening the team. The board well, shares the frustrations what, uh, of the, Paul, of the I'm fans. I'm really interested in balance sheets, uh, uh, you know, uh, or the, the, the arithmetic of the mathematics. Uh, Peter Lowell is a businessman, I understand that, and he's yep. quite an astute man, and most certainly Celtic have been profitable over the last few years, but uh, I, I never purport to speak for other Celtic supporters, and I don't so, do so tonight either, Paul, but I can only speak for myself, yep. as I've told you on numerous occasions previously. I personally, as much as Celtic's got a healthy position financially, I just wish some of the money had been shelled out mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and strengthened the squad in January. That's what I think. But regarding uh, what uh, Barry and yep. Andy say, uh, and I admire and respect both individuals uh, enormously, but I remain unrepentant. Never in a month of Sundays when Brendan Rodgers haven't been so audacious uh, or so brash to come out and say he's here, he won everything. I've never heard any utterance from his lips along those lines. Well, fair enough, but I think you'll you'll certainly get a, a level of confidence from any manager of Celtic Rangers, whatever competition they go into, Laurie, we're here to win it. You know, it's the, it's the only message you can send, really. We're, we're, we're playing the, the first round of the League Cup. We're here to win it. We're playing the first game in the league season. We're, we're in it to win it. I mean, it, it's a... It's a line that they all use, is it not? Yeah. And Brendan Rodgers said, I think when he was appointed in the summer... We'll be back here in May, and because Paul, one of the Rangers fans, who calls and he get, he's annoyed about that. He thinks that was arrogant to say that you'll be back here celebrating a title win. Well, it will, it will yeah. certainly be thrown up against them if, if, if they don't. Uh, if yeah. they don't win, Laurie, what would you do this weekend up front? I was asking Andy, who would you play up front? Is Palma in for you? Obviously, Kyogo is Ida in there? What's going to break down the Motherwell defence and get the goal? Uh, Celtic. From what I've saw so far, he's netted twice, both from penalty kicks. Uh, he seems to have a problem. He's a big uh, presence physically. He's very athletic. But I've watched him very closely. Uh, in situations where he's had the ball at his feet, unlike Andy, who could dispatch a ball into the net without much difficulty, uh, Big Ida, uh, I've watched him, and he seems to have difficulty uh, in getting the ball entangled for his feet at times. And yeah. that can be costly. Uh, you've got to be decisive. You've got to be clinical. The guy is the clinical, and that is uh, borne out by his paltry goal-scoring record in Norwich City. Well, it's always a worry, I think, when you take any striker and they don't have you know, a pedigree. I totally accept that he's young and he's maybe still making his way in the game. And you know, A lot of Celtic signings, Laurie, as you well know, they, they buy potential. They buy the, the threat of you know, someone coming good that has... It has worked uh, before and uh, it just remains to be seen how he will fit in over the course of uh, you know the rest of this season, whether he can get himself off to a, you know, a, a, really, a really winning start by scoring regularly, scoring on a, a, on a weekly basis. I admired his uh, confidence, his composure, taking the pressure penalties at Easter Road, but your, your game at Celtic is much more about that. He has to... In my view, what I've seen of him, he has to be much better outside the box and he has to be on the end of uh, more crosses to get more efforts at goal. 
Undoubtedly. Okay. I would just question if Laurie's eyesight was all right back in the day when he was washing her hand. I'm only kidding. Only kidding. And Laurie, before you go, Barry says today in the record, beware the backlash from Celtic. Do you expect that on Sunday? Uh, can I preface my answer by saying I've got nothing but respect and admiration for Barry. He's yeah. an honest guy. He's always balanced uh, uh, and objective in his comments. Uh, there will be a backlash. There are 36 points left to play for. And if I were Brendan Rodgers, in time-honoured tradition and fashion, I would nail uh, Philip Clement's comments about he's here to win uh, everything firmly in the, the door of the, the dressing room at Celtic Park. I don't think we were underdogs that day. I don't see us as underdogs against Celtic. For me, there are two teams at, uh, at a similar level competing. So that's different than with uh, the Benfica story. I've seen Benfica last season because... He I talked out about Benfica as we heard in the mm. first hour. It's tasty, Andy, isn't it? That's what it, you want head-to-head. -head. It's yeah. absolutely what you yeah. want. He was a wee bit feisty in the aftermath yeah. of the defeat uh, against Celtic, but... Again, credit to to him and his team. They've reacted well since that defeat because they were on a a good run before that game. And it's the it's the only big question that uh, remains to be answered: Can he lead a Rangers team to to victory over Celtic? Laurie, thanks for your call. We started there talking about Joe Hart. Here's a bit more from the big keeper speaking about his decision. How's it been? We were off yesterday, so obviously a few messages. The majority of people that that. That matter knew knew what was coming, and I think, especially the people that I know, they, they, they respect that it's a. This is just letting people know it's not a time for to really go too deep. There's a there's a lot of work left to do, and I'm looking forward to doing it. Can you just tell us briefly about that decision making process? Yeah, um, obviously, a natural three year cycle that I had here, previous to to coming up here, was a little bit lost in in the footballing world. Um, still felt like I had my ability, but. This is not this is not a complaint, but how the football world works sometimes is you don't have a place, especially as a goalkeeper. You don't. I didn't quite fit. Um, it wasn't quite sticking how I wanted it to. Got an opportunity to come up here, spoke with Ange and the club, put a few things that I'd love to to happen if I was given the opportunity, to which to which they were open to. Obviously, we had to I had to keep my end of the bargain by performing, uh, and then you know embraced by such a huge, amazing club. Most, most of all, the, the most pleasing thing for me is they, a lot of the people here have respected that I, I come and I, and I give my all. You know, whether it's good, bad or indifferent, you know, I'm sure there's many times people have wanted me in, wanted me out. But, you know, that's the life of a goalkeeper, but ultimately been respected as a person. And like I say, welcomed into a, a really special club. I'll be 37 at the end of this season. What, what direction the club wants to go into, um, you know, I, whether I fitted into that, I wasn't too sure. We didn't even have that conversation. Uh, I certainly wasn't interested in... in Going and trying to play anywhere else, um, so it felt right. I wanted to, I wanted to be strong, fit, and ultimately uh, happy. <laughs> and uh, if there is such a thing, I feel, I feel I'm in that place, and uh, I feel like it's the right time. Really good open interview yeah, there at that, that point, wasn't it? That's yeah. the type of guy he is, mm -hmm. Paul. If you actually sit down, you've been yeah. pressed by him. Yep. He, he is. Mm -hmm. He's he's a top bloke. He's He's, he's a clever guy he's, as well he knows what he's talking about and um, listen he's made his decision you've got to respect that I mentioned before he's had a brilliant career and um, now it'll, it'll be interesting to see what he, he does going forward does he continue in the game in terms of a goalkeeping coach yeah. or, or does he go away for the game but listen as I said I can only speak good things about uh, Big Joe um, as I said he, he was a brilliant keeper 
brilliant presence about the place and I would imagine with Celtic obviously dropped a few points here and there over the last few weeks he'll be a big part in that dressing room he'll be one of the guys who'll be trying to motivate them and get them up for this run in the, the last 12 games of the season great praise for him but he could still break Rangers hearts he could between now I and the end of not. the season of course <laughs> I hope I not but listen hey. he has he, and some of the criticism as well like throughout the the period he's been at Celtic I thought was over the top I did I really did mm. think it was over the top and people saying they need a new goalkeeper honestly they would need to go and spend upwards of 7, 8, 9, 10 million pound to get somebody the quality Joe Andy <laughs> well Celtic will not do that I know. Uh, they'll get someone with potential but I'm like you Barry I think he's got more to, to offer more to give I, I've really been impressed with his form in recent weeks he's he's made some big saves at important times but he's now got uh, a, an end game and you know what, what can he what can he uh, go out on can he go out on a high is he more inspired are his teammates going to give a wee bit just that wee bit more to ensure that he goes out uh, on a high it'll be interesting to to see how it all pans out in much the same way as you know you look at Liverpool Jurgen Klopp is yeah. going at the end yeah. of the season how's it going to uh, you know pan out for, for him and for his team can that affect it you know that romance of the last 12 games in the league for him it's a bit like Klopp although yeah. he's got um, some other tournaments to think about as well Celtic for the Scottish Cup 0808 17 17 700 let's go back to Rangers who are in action tomorrow at three against Hearts here's the latest from Philippe Clement about uh, keeping a balance in a really busy spell for them to do what we've been doing and that's making a good rotation in the squad because it's not something new eh? we, we did it also in November and December there we did it also we had also really big games like uh, against Sparta Prague and they showed again Yesterday, how good team they are. Qualifying against Galatasaray. We did it also against Betis Sevilla. And in the meantime, we had also the big games in, in the league. We had uh, the league uh, cup final, semi-final. So in that way, there's no difference from, from that period. But it's really intense. But we're preparing all team for that. More and more. Also these three young lads in the back. So... Yeah, we, we will see who's, who's going to be uh, available that moment uh, and to make a good, good rotation that, that every time we, we can be in full power with uh, the players who start the game and the players who come in. Derek's been on the socials asking you, Barry, who are the key men for Rangers between now and the end of the season from the point of view, having been over the course, having the calm heads? Um, well, Jack Butland for one. He's a, a real calm and influence for me at the back um, Tavernier as I says as I've said plenty of times before um, I think he's leading from the front and I always tend to look at the midfield area Paul and I think John Lundstrom for me since the new managers come into Ibrooks, has been Rangers most consistent performer Connor Goldson would he be in there as well yeah so, listen yep. he's, he's obviously a, a big voice in the dressing room he's one of the, the more experienced players um, but they, they're the kind of three players that would um, jump out at me. Andy? Yeah, I think the two uh, English goalkeepers, I think, have one at Celtic, one at Rangers. They won a lot of points for, for their team this season, so I think that tells you how capable they are. But you uh, you need to get rid of any sort of uh, daft mistakes, daft goals yep. that you give out. Celtic gave away a daft goal last week. Three chances, as we uh, spoke about earlier, to try and clear a a ball in the, in the in the last minute, but didn't take it. 
that that's proved to be costly because it's uh, two points, and then you look at all the other points that have been dropped. The, the the daft ones with with draws, the the home defeat against uh, Hearts, the the loss to Kilmarnock. It's it's just been it's been really strange. So everyone has got uh, their part to play, and um, yeah, it's game on. It's it's really up for grabs. And I'll, I'll go back to what I said earlier. It was never up for grabs after uh, Rangers yeah. lost to to Aberdeen. So. Um, you know, Celtic uh, cannot afford to underestimate their greatest rivals. Dujon Sterling was speaking today to the media. He's back, of course. He was asked actually about the red card, which, uh, well, there was some controversy about it. Rangers complained a few weeks ago. What did the player himself think? Um, obviously, watching it back, I can see why they think it's dangerous, but even looking at it back, you can see that I clearly slipped and I've only touched his toe. I haven't even touched his ankle. So. But we move on. It's, it's been done. There's nothing we can do. I've taken a two-game ban and now just look forward to the rest of the season. And he has to watch what he says on that one? Yeah. I, I thought it was a poor decision. I, I agree with uh, Sterling. He didn't deserve to, to be sent off. But when you examine some of the, the VAR decisions that we've had, I mean, the, the guidance that the referee's getting is, is, is really questionable. Barry, I think you agree with that. Yeah, I didn't be. think it was a, a, a sending off a booking at most you can see as Sterling's just mentioned there you can see he slips he doesn't his boot's no high um, but listen he's took it on the chin he's took his ban and now he's available for selection What did you make of David Martindale saying he's surprised that Hibbs got an apology apparently from the SFA over the decision the Nicky Devlin hand you know the arm ball that wasn't that wasn't given and he's saying it's a dangerous precedent because there's so many clubs that think they should have an apology Yeah well I think you'll see about 10, 15 apologies mm. um, every weekend if that's going to be the case with the apologising for the, the Nicky Devlin incident um, but some of the decisions I'm seeing still um, they baffle me mm. some of them Is it getting better or worse? No I don't I don't no. see it getting any better No I don't, I don't think it's getting better either and mm. you've got to question the guidance that they're, they're given and um, you just hope that as the weeks go on when the game's becoming more and more important you hope there's no extraordinary decision where do you know what we'll, we'll apologise I know you've you've lost the league or you've lost a European place or you've been relegated but we're sorry you, you don't want that Can you imagine it on the 8th of April the day after the game if there's something really controversial no. well, It's guaranteed Celtic. it's guaranteed yeah. there'll be something controversial <laughs> That's guaranteed On VAR Barry well time will tell we'll yeah, see Yeah but I yep. mean I would hope not mm. but Listen, don't be surprised if there is something in the, the Monday morning. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Start a new career as an estate agent. Call 0141 374 Let's go! Just watching Philippe Clement there, looking forward to the game tomorrow. And we can see Brendan Rodgers as well, so... This is what happens, Andy. It's good news when it's uh, head-to-head at the top of the table in Scotland. Elsewhere, I mean, who's going to come third? It looks really good, obviously, for the Hertz, as you like to call them. Yeah. Shall we look at the games tomorrow, along with Barry? Um, where will we start? Let's start Killy against Aberdeen. What do you think is going to happen at Rugby Park? I'm going to go for the shock result. I think it is a shock result for Aberdeen to win. Um, he hasn't got a win yet, Neil Warnock. I know that he's taken Junior Hoylett on a loan, who was, uh, you know, a, a, available out of uh, out of contract. So, I think that would surprise a few people if Kamarnock were to lose uh, Aberdeen. But 
this is they, they need to start motoring if they want to get in that top six never yeah. mind Europe do you think Aberdeen are going to so be I'm going to go a for an Aberdeen surprise one shock scorer Duke them Duke boys yeah Duke and Miofsky 2-1 Barry what do you reckon I think Kilmarnock will beat Aberdeen yeah. yeah I think they're in a real good place I think obviously Kilmarnock have got a very good manager who knows the game inside out I think he's got a, a good team there very well set up um, and they've got options in the forward areas I mean they've got three physical presence up top and Van Veen Vassell and uh, Watkins and the wide boys the wide boy, the two boys that play in the wide areas Armstrong and Kennedy for me have been excellent for Kilmarnock so yeah but I think Kilmarnock will, will beat Kilmarnock 2-0 yeah, Kilmarnock will beat Kilmarnock Kilmarnock will beat Aberdeen 2-0 yeah. yeah. uh, Neil Warnock of course was involved in that uh, the battle um, <laughs> up against Derek McInnes I've just seen the pictures of it today ah. in the papers you remember it well guys remember it well and yeah. will that still be there will it be simmering do you think uh, adds a wee bit of spice yeah. to it I mean you can't sell the game any better tomorrow than you know harking back to, to an event like that it'll be it'll be very competitive I'm, I'm sure of that Derek McInnes teams are always uh, you know a bit feisty and don't shy away from that physical aspect of the game and I would expect to see to uh, see the same from Aberdeen, who've got they've also got a few giants in their team. Yeah, but I see Scott Doby, who of course was involved. Um, he was talking about it about the battle that day. He's now a firearms officer with the West Midlands Police. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Did he play with Scotland? Did I? He did. He yeah, did, didn't he? A couple yeah. of caps. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I played with Scott Doby. Yeah. What's he doing now? <laughs> he's a firearms officer. Uh, he's a sharp Just shooter. Just the name when of you course. say the name, yeah. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm positive that I've. I've played alongside yeah, I thought, him. have I gone already? <laughs> but no, he is, fire, he is a firearms officer, according to your own publication in the record, yep. So, in the Midlands Police, so should be some game tomorrow. Neil yeah. Warnock, so far he's looking still to get his first win, Andy. So, yeah, I mean, I was up there <laughs> recently, we were yeah. talking about it there, yeah. the, the, the Motherwell game where they were 3-0 down and he made a change immediately. It worked for him, so he's obviously been in that uh, position before, but... Aberdeen, I mean, the, the league just doesn't look right when Aberdeen are 8th, ninth in the table. When you consider the... Well, they've got one of the better players in the league in Miofsky. Yeah. You talk about Shankland and the goals for Hearts. I mean, Miofsky with Aberdeen has been tremendous, but they're in the bottom half of the table and I think the league looks a lot better when, when Aberdeen are up there and and challenging the, the big clubs. Did the fans give them a bit of stick for making that change? Yeah, they did. Uh-huh. And when the third goal went in, honestly, you know what the gantry is at mm. Pataudry? I was looking down on it. There were, must have been 10, 15. They, they stormed out. I mean, I, I think he described it as they were going for an early cup of, cup of tea or a bovro, uh, but yeah. they were they were leaving the stadium. They'd hate to lose out the Aberdonians. You know, well, they've, they've seen it money. before, yeah. I think, you know. One yeah. thing about Neil Warren is a character. Yeah. You want to see characters in the game. I enjoy listening to him. So Kilmarnock, 37 points as you mentioned, I think, Barry, and uh, Aberdeen, 27. It is really, really strange position. And you mentioned Majofsky. A few people have been on saying, look, the window's shut, but will Celtic regret not going for him for, what, maybe £5 million? How good is Bojan Majofsky? Well, I think he could play for Celtic. He could play for Rangers. He could score goals there. He knows his way around Scottish football. I think the quality of his goals, look at the one he scored against Rangers and just as impressive, the one he scored against uh, Celtic, the ones at Pataudry I'm talking about. He scored at, um, at Ibrox recently when it was a, a 2-1 win for Rangers. He's, um, 
he's very capable. He got that big goal in the semi-final against yeah. Hibs as well, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's a man for the big occasion. He's He's got a really good game outside the box as well as his goals. What do you think of him, Barry, if you were coming yeah, up against him? Yeah, he's impressed me. I'll be honest, I've said this before, I wasn't, I wasn't too sure of him, but as uh, the seasons went on, he's grew on me. He's a, he's a really good finisher. And they're hard to find, Paul, and I'm I'm surprised that that Aberdeen kept a hold of him. But I think come the summer, if he continues this sort of form, um, I think he'll be away from Aberdeen. Will the blue and white ribbons be on the Scottish Cup this year? Because Derek McInnes has been speaking about it, Andy, and he's got a real ambition to get some cup success this year. And it's a good message. It's not arrogant. It's trying to put a thought into your players' mind. Hang on a minute. Can we do something here? Can we win something? Think about it. Think about winning. I think it's a, a good message to send. I know that our good friend Laurie doesn't like managers uh, uh, shooting their gums a wee bit, but no, I think it's ambitious and Kilmarnock, I think, want to be regarded as a team that are consistently in the top half of the table. Dellen Cup final day, could you see it? Yeah, but yep. that depends on the, the, the draw, no doubt about it. Um, but they're, they're a club in the up. They've got a good owner, good backer. Good to hear that they're going back to grass. It's not next season. I think it's the following yeah. season. They've got a training ground on the way as well. So they're trying to do the right things. And listen, I think they've got a, a real good manager in place that's built a, a good squad since he's he's arrived at the club. A few Motherwell fans have been on saying, what happened at the well that they didn't announce that Stuart Kettlewell got an extension to his contract until next year? Last year, just an yeah, oversight. I, I watched him yeah. on Sky this morning doing a, an interview. How was he? Yeah, he's good. He yep. speaks well. Um, he's ambitious. I think he's a good young manager. He's been through a tough time, a tough period, sorry, this season. But I think they've got the right guy in place. And if they can try and, and help him out in terms of bringing new recruits in, um, I think he'll do a fine job at Muddle. Yeah, I think they'll survive as well. I think they can steer clear of those bottom two spots. It looks as though it might be Ross County, Livy, as it is at the moment St Johnson I think have done well mm-hmm. under Craig Levine just to to get away from that it looked for a while as though they were um, sort of detached at the foot of the table but I think the bottom two will be Ross County Livy and I, I'm I'm glad always glad to see Motherwell uh, climbing up the table you've got a soft spot for oh, where, I loved where it. it kicked off for you what, what yeah. a great time that was you were saying the pitch didn't look as good at no, the moment I, I, right? I was yeah. watching the background mm-hmm. when he was doing his interview and it looked at um, not as good as it has before because I'll be honest the last couple of years it has been the best surface yeah. in my opinion in Scottish football uh, but listen we'll, sure. we'll see on Sunday what it's like well indeed so on that game we mentioned Ross County against Livy Barry we'll kick off with you what a I'm going to go Livingston Are you? there you go yeah, wow. um, I think they'll get a major boost from that result against mm. Munn last weekend I think Ross County are in a, a bad place they're struggling to get any type of result or performance I think Livingston will go up to Dingwall and come back down the A9 mm-hmm. is that correct been up and down there a right few times if you're not the A9 points. you're going the wrong way so, <laughs> well, so I, yeah. yep, I think Livingston will, will get the three points three points so Shamal George back in great form the manager said he had a tough time didn't he but he's yeah, back I, I'll be, I'll be yeah. honest I was really concerned but I, I mm-hmm. think that'll give him a boost now and I think they I think they'll be in the bottom two mm-hmm. but I do think they may get into that playoff spot. 16 points, Andy. They would go into 19. Same as uh, County, if that is the result. Obviously, County have got a game in hand. 
What are you thinking? Yeah, I think if Ross County win it, then Livingston, I think it'll pretty much go down. I think the, the gap would be too big. So, like Barry, I fancy them to to come up with something to, to give Ross County a bit of a fright. Maybe get all three points and then it's game on to see who actually finishes bottom. And yet Don Cowie, who's hard, um, highly regarded, he mm. reckons Eamon Brophy, who's back, came on the other week, he could be the difference for them. He's had so many injuries, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I, I remember speaking to Malky at the start of the season oh. when he had Eamon Brophy and he had Simon Murray, Jordan White, and he thought he had a, a good number of options up front. I mean, Simon Murray's goal at Ibrooks recently for mm. Ross County was was a tremendous finish. Uh, he's in good form. I saw him score a couple of goals against Livy recently, actually, when the, when it finished 2-2. Um, but yeah, I just think Livingston's experience, they know how to escape. They know how to you know, go against all the odds. I mean, the, the amount of times that they survive in the top flight, it's been extraordinary. So last chance tomorrow just to, to, give, it, uh, to give Ross County a real scare. Hibs against Dundee, Andy. We'll kick off with your old club, the High Bees. Yeah, I'm going for the High Bees. I think uh, very impressed with Dundee and how they've settled into life in the top flight since getting promotion. Um, but Hibs, I think, have to show their supporters that their manager can get uh, victories. He's a, a guy that's also been given, you know, a bit of money to spend. Um, I know that it wasn't him that uh, spent it last summer, but. Uh, he managed to do some business in January. A lot was expected of him. I think they've got a decent enough squad there to be doing a lot better than they are. And a bit like Aberdeen, it just never looks right when Hibs are in the, no. the bottom half. They should always be up there with Hearts, with Aberdeen, with the bigger clubs challenging for European places. So the game starts with... So I'm Dun going for a, a Hibs 2-0 win. 2-0, you reckon. 32 points at the moment for Dundee. Hibs on 27. Yeah, six think? against seven. Mm -hmm. I think this will be a good game. That's, that's a tough one to call. Like Andy just mentioned there, I think Tony Docker, he's done a, a brilliant yeah. job. I fancied Dundee for relegation. Um, but listen, they've had a fantastic season. Hibs, I mean, you, you look at that second half performance against Celtic a few weeks mm -hmm. ago. And... Mick Montgomery must be standing there thinking he produced that most weeks. They certainly they, they should be European football, but they're so inconsistent, Hibs. Uh, they've got good players that can obviously hurt teams. But I'm go I, I think there's a draw. Another draw? Yeah, yeah. Written all over the top of this one. Mark Weedy indicated the other night the, the Hibs fans are getting a bit unhappy. Mm -hmm. They're getting a bit restless, aren't they? Yeah, there's new yeah. Yeah. ownership money yeah, yeah. in. That's you know, right. Well, partly, not total ownership, right. but they're, they're not happy. And I just noticed Tony Doherty said he praised the cultural architects of his team. Discuss, Andy. I'm looking at you first. I think what he's talking about is the veteran players or the older players who are the, um, the framework yeah. for that team. And he's praised them, for example, Joe Shaughnessy, obviously, Trevor yeah. Carson. Ricky Lamy. So well, the one I've been yeah. impressed with is McCowan, yeah, and I think they got him from was it Air United. Uh, he's a guy who's made the step up, and I think he he looks a classy player. All left foot, scored a few goals. He's game outside the box. He can pass the ball. He can see a pass, um, and he's another reason why you know Dundee they've no struggles at all. They've been nowhere near the bottom of the table. They've always been comfortable. And a bit like Kilmarnock, just uh, trying to fight a way to be recognised as a top six club. Yeah, Andy stole my thunder there. He's one guy who stood out for me like a sore thumb for Dundee. Um, and, and again, he's one of the players where if he continues that sort of form, I think there'll be a few uh, few clubs sorry, sniffing about him. He's, um, he's a brilliant footballer. Yeah. Really like him. 
very direct, can handle the ball. We bit arrogance about him as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I like that, Andy. I like that about uh, players. So yeah, he's been really impressive for for Dundee this season. So a draw for you, you reckon? Barry yeah, I'm going to go one. a draw. Yep. And Andy shading it, Martin Boyle maybe. Yeah. So he did the, that dead fish thing <laughs> he scored last weekend. Is that an Ian Wright type celebration? Uh, that's right. Yep. He did that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he did it once. Did you ever try that? I think. No. No. Just a smile and a hand in the air. That's yeah. it. Goodbye. Barry. <laughs> you don't put yeah. your shoulder out if you do that one. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't great at celebrating, if I'm honest. <laughs> Some weird celebrations yeah. I've done. You just time. back onto it. You want to continue on. Yeah. No. Celebrate the end. Yeah, it's and, more like the, yeah. the centre forward used to milk it. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the biggest? I'm trying to think that really milked the moment at Rangers when you were there. I'm trying to think who every centre forward milked. Ah, That's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Boyd certainly did, didn't he? Yeah. And with you, Andy, were you? Uh, no, I don't think you milked it. You no, did. didn't milk yeah. it. Yeah. Not at all. Who else did? Brian McClare? No. No. I didn't play with Brian McClare. McAvenny loved a big uh, cheesy yeah. grin. Yeah. And uh, he would kiss the badge. You know that. You came in just after Brian McClare. You missed each other by weeks, of course. I remember. Yeah. What about the Battle of the Saints? St Mirren against St Johnson. And my goodness, for different reasons, the, the managers really, really want to win this. Stephen Robinson, he would expect almost to win this one. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll be favourites going into this game. Um, look, sore one for them last week mm. at Livingston. Um, St Johnson, yeah, I think Craig Levine's done a really good job since he's been in there good experienced manager they've got good experienced players as well St Johnson I'm going to go another draw yeah, yeah. this one yep <laughs> I'm hard. I can't see <laughs> yep yeah I'm going to go a draw you're on the fence on that one no I'm not yeah. on the fence I'm just you are on the uh, fence I'm going to go for a home win St Mirren right. to do it and uh, yeah. you know just for Stephen Robinson to show all the St <laughs> Mirren fans that he still he still got it after the wee argument last week What's going to happen at Ibrox and at Fair Park? We're going to speak to George and you about that next. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property, offering expert advice on preparing your home for the market. Let's go. Let's go to Bathgate. George is in the line, big Rangers fan. Good evening, George. How you doing, boys? All right. A good. Yeah, that was Hi, a George. dramatic doing, pause George? there. Yeah. How are you? You're looking forward to tomorrow. Ah, uh, big game tomorrow. Massive game tomorrow. Um, Ken, I can we're, we're all buzzing with it at the top of the league. Uh, our biggest rival took points and that, but we, we can't be complacent. Ooh, we've got to get there. And I can, um, Paul Clement wants the best out of every one of the players, but we've got to have the biggest majority of our team in eights and nines in order for to get a win against them because they they're, they're a top team now and they've got a, a really dangerous striker. So I think it's a hard game, but I hope we can really get in there tomorrow. Who do you fear there at Hearts? I know you don't fear them, but I mean, his name keeps coming up. Vargas has been mentioned a few times, but obviously Lauren Shankland. The dangerous Lauren Shankland is so dangerous unbelievable the guy the amount of goals the guy scoring and he just came out right onto a game and a lot of uh, talk about him coming to Rangers maybe even going down south and that and uh, the guy just bounced back again and he's still doing it so and by the way some of the goals he scored obviously I've watched some of his goals some of his goals he scored have been absolute crackers uh, so fair play to the guy he's we'll need to watch him in the morning uh, they've got a good they've got a good team Paul that's the thing yeah. they've got a good team players all the park can I just say one other thing to you we're talking about uh, guys milking it there can I speak to Barry uh, you were saying about guys milking it there great conversation by the way but enjoy that uh, Barry I, just, I, I didn't believe it yesterday was, 60, uh, was it 18 years yesterday Barry when we played Villarreal um, oh. Raquel in the midfield yeah I remember uh, that you, well uh, there, there's a game and a half um, Sport the boy was supposed to be one of the best players in the world at the time came to Ibrox and they were there I think he got subbed off base games Barry if I'm not uh, wrong in saying that 
Uh, but when you're talking about people milking it, Barry, uh, our, our team then, Barry, should really have milked what we've done then, um, coming up against top, top teams and top, top players in your cell. I think, I mean, what age were you uh, 18 years ago, Barry? And you ran the show that night, base game. That's me getting away with my age, George. I'm not what I get away with my age. Yeah. 28. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, so you were running the show that night. I mean, um, we had a great team. So that, that full team there should be able to go out and milk and, and show what we actually were then, Barry. Yeah? Aye, but I, I think you're spot on, George. See any complacency, then you fall flat in your face. And I, I don't think that will happen. Um, certainly with this manager in charge no no, I think it'll be drilled into them every training session this week because um, I, I still think it's going to go right to the wire listen Rangers have got that two point gap three goal um, difference and um, I, I think he'll, he'll keep everybody's feet in the ground and if you do that listen you've got a real good chance then I think I think it starts right for the goalkeeper too, Barry. I mean, I think that's where the confidence starts right for right at the back there. He's pushing the defence on, and the defence are pushing on. And what I said last night um, when I was speaking to one of my mates, I think that I will got a good captain in the new Barry. But see, the last couple of years he's always been a good captain for us. But the last couple of years he's not had many leaders in about him. Mm-hmm. And I thought I think big Paul Clements, both leaders, both guys that were already there. John Lindstrom, unbelievable. He could be a captain any day. So there's guys in our team now that are leaders, and they're not just there. Um, Backing up to Avenir, if you know what I mean. Aye, it's hundred percent. It just doesn't need to be the captain. You, you need another three or four in that starting eleven. And I, I think Big Butlin's hundred percent one. Big Golson, and you just mentioned the guy that I mentioned earlier on in the show, George. I, I think he's been exceptional since Philip Clement's come in. He's took his game to a different level. And the only worrying thing for me as at this moment in time, I've not heard anything about his contract. Because um, he runs out of contract at the end of the season, but I'm sure that's one that they'll be desperate to get tied up for another few years. They certainly will. Let's hear George stay with us. Here's the manager speaking about the draw with Benfica. Yeah, it's a really exciting challenge because it's a very, very good team. I think it will be the first game when I'm here that we will be underdogs in a game. That's the reality. But that doesn't mean that we cannot qualify. No, uh, we believe in our, in our qualities. And I think with the mentality that there is in this group now, that we can beat everybody. But then we need to be really at our top, top form. And you need to have luck also in, uh, in key moments in the game. Andy, you mentioned earlier on Benfica. It's an exciting draw, isn't it? I mean, obviously the title is the main thing that Rangers are aiming for. But do you think it'll be a help to Rangers being in European football? Didn't do them any harm two years ago? Yeah, and it's the fact that they're the seeded team. Yeah. Uh, Benfica, you know, obviously got, got through, but Rangers, with, with that victory in, uh, in Spain and Seville, that, that was very impressive. Allowed them to finish top of the group, get that uh, seeded position. Should have given them a, maybe a, arguably a, an easier draw, but yeah. Benfica, I think, is as tough it, as it could be. Uh, it's a brilliant tie, but with Rangers' recent record in uh, the Europa League, the knockout phase... I don't think uh, they'll fear Benfica. It'll be Paulo Bernardo who'll tell you everything about uh, Benfica and all the players. Barry, you on the line to him? <laughs> no, don't fear it. Be excited about it. I mean, when you play in Europe and you come up against these teams, it's all about excitement and you're coming up against, as I mentioned, I went through their squad uh, when obviously the draw was confirmed and as I said, they've got players with real experience who have played at the highest level and also they've got some exciting young players so listen as a footballer these are the games you, that you you want to be involved in George are you excited by it? 
I've crossed my balls, but that's that's <laughs> another big thing. Everybody's looking forward to it today. Um, who do you want? You won't want the big team. But when they come to Ibrox, Ibrox will be absolutely rocking for. We know that. So um, they're a massive team, and realistically, Ibrox probably will be the underdogs in that game. But that's never stopped us before, Paul. So, but see, for me, 100%, I'm not just saying this, the league's a big focus. It's good to be the big focus. Whether we're in the Champions League or the Conference League, the league's good to be the big focus. We've got ourselves in a good position now. Um, they've got a decent team. We've got a decent team. We're matching in points. So I think it's got to be a cracking end to the season and I hope you come out and talk, Paul. Here's what the manager said today about focusing and not focusing on just the league positions, just focusing on themselves. No, no, no. No, I've been, uh, okay, I started when I was 17 in the first team and I've had the luck to play in a lot of teams that played for titles, even my first team, but it was in the second league, but still it was playing for the title. So I've been a lot, a lot, a lot of times in that situation. It's not about looking at the others. It's not about looking forward or backwards. It's looking at yourself. It's about that in football. So we're going to continue what we've been doing and we're totally not busy with looking backwards like we were not busy with looking forwards uh, a few weeks ago. I don't feel any pressure in this group. No, I feel a lot of uh, hunger, desire, will, good motivation, good quality in the training also. Two of them were in the training today. For the moment, it's really challenging to see uh, if we do tactical things and you have two groups of 11 players, how they, how they fight each other in a good way and show quality. Also players who don't start the game tomorrow, that they really show themselves. So that's the way to go. And, and the team really understands that story. And they feel also how much they've grown out of that. They don't grow only up about playing the games. They, they grow with the trainings and they challenge themselves, themselves and their teammates and each other. So that's the way we will go until the end of the season. And I'm really not interested in how many points other teams have. It's only about us being ambitious to try to win every game. It's all about that. Andy, what's your scoreline tomorrow at Ibrox? Yeah, I think Rangers will do. I mean, obviously they have to be aware of uh, Shankland and Forrest and Beringame. Hearts have, have, Hearts have impressed me just with their consistency. They've won recently just as, as many games as as Celtic Rangers have done so um, I think Rangers can do it because they're, they're going for uh, an enormous prize I think Rangers will win it 2-1 2-1 Barry what do you feel? Yeah I mean I would begin into the game been, been wary of what dangers Hearts possess no doubt about it but look for me I, th I think Rangers now are, are in a, a real good place Paul and um, I, I think Rangers will, will win the game pretty convincingly 3-1 3-1 what do you reckon, George? You're looking forward to it big time. We can hear that. What's the scoreline? I'll take any Rangers win at all. It was one of the games where you, you look at it over the next couple of weeks and you play uh, Ross County and the team and you want to turn it on a bit. I'll take any win the more. I win the hand. I'll take it in the morning, Paul. Against the Hertz? Against the Hertz, correct, Paul. <laughs> Thanks very much, George. Have a great weekend. Cheers, George. Cheers. Thanks Cheers, George. for calling. Always tickles us that when he says the hurts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but George yeah. is good when he comes on. He's, he's ah, very brilliant. respectful. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Again, yeah. he's doing the right thing. He's not getting carried away. Indeed. Do you send out to every? Everyone's singing from the hymn. The, the, the hymn? <laughs> yeah, the hymn. <laughs> no, I'll better watch what I'm saying on that one. The same hymn sheet. They all are. Thank you, George. Good call there. So, Andy, you'll be heading uh, east 
tomorrow for the rugby. Yeah, so we can't say any more about it. Did you see it on Sky there? I was going to let you listen so you could get some Yeah, I'm just hoping Finn Russell can come up with a good. Well done. <laughs> so what's going to happen then on uh, Sunday? <laughs> Let's hear from Brendan Rogers, who's also saying they're only focusing on themselves. Let's get back to ensure we focus on ourselves. Because like I said, we, we can't we can't control anything that uh, Rangers or any other team does. So I've said it all season, we, we can only focus on our own performance. You know, we we are, are not top of the league because of ourselves and the points that we've dropped. So, uh, but we have to learn from that and we have to uh, be focused very much on our own performance and that's what the next 12 games will be because it's still in our hands what it is we achieve this season. So, uh, so we have to focus on that. And back in the squad, Cameron Carter-Vickers. Yeah, listen, I think when you have that level of player that we've missed a lot over the course of the season, there's, there's no doubt about that. Him coming back at this stage is, is very important for us. He obviously brings a, an authority and an assurance to the game for us. So uh, so hopefully he can uh, he can stay injury-free now to the rest of the season. So would you reckon Barry, Motherwell Celtic, 12 o'clock? Yeah, I was trying to get a bite off a few people in, yeah. in the office earlier on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, listen, I, I I do honestly believe that it'll be tough for Celtic, but I do think Celtic will come away with the three points with third part. I'm going to go 2-1 Celtic. 2-1 Celtic. Yep. Andy, what do you feel? Yeah, yeah. I think Celtic will do a, bit, a, a tight game, a bit like Rangers at Ibrox, but having watched a bit of Motherwell recently, I really like the way Theo Bear is, is going about his business. He's in good goal-scoring form. He's, he's a physical threat that uh, Celtic have found difficult to cope with and... In recent weeks, I've enjoyed watching uh, Blair Spittle. They play with three at the back. Um, and I like, well, you'll know maybe Adam Devine for Rangers, who yeah. they've got on loan. Mm-hmm. It's good that he's getting a, a game every week. Scored I like the guy. Early. Yeah, I like yep. the guy on the other side, Ghent. He gets up and puts a really good cross in. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I enjoy watching Motherwell play, as I've seen them in the last number of weeks. But there can be no other option. Celtic have got to go there and win. And I'm anticipating there'll be a bit of added pressure because I'm assuming Rangers will, will have won the day before. That's a five-point gap. You need to handle it. Scoreline, what do you feel? I think Celtic can win 3-1. That would be you know, the kind of scoreline they need, Andy, and that people expected in recent weeks. They need to score more goals. They need to be more clinical. They need to create more chances. You need to see that spread of goals again. And um, I think every Celtic supporter is looking for that. couple of games just before we go in the Championship. Barry, what do you reckon? Dundee United against Queen's Park? I think that's going to be one each. One each. What do you I like reckon? a draw tonight. Yeah. United, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to be United. Got to be United. Yep. Morton against Airdrie. What do you think? Go for the Ton. The Ton. Air against Wraith Rovers. Wraith Rovers. Right, Okay. Yeah, what about that one? Because that's the other huge one. Yeah, Ale pump race. Yeah, well, <laughs> Scott Brown, of course. Ale pump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and our both against Inverness. Cali Thistle is the other game there as well. Listen, thanks everyone. It's been a busy old week, hasn't it? Andy, enjoy Always the rugby pleasure. tomorrow. It's a great game, Calcutta Cup. Give Special you a atmosphere. Yeah, yep. enjoy it, Barry. Have a great day tomorrow, and we will see you yep. back Monday night. Cheers, Paul. Live at five. Zoe Kelly is up next. Have a great weekend. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Looking to sell property in Glasgow? Call Kelly and the team on 0141 374 0409. Let's go! 
When it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market, at Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 0409.